0: The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. So you're, you're graduated now?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I'm graduated with a bachelor's in political science.
0: Heck yeah. I know, it's crazy. How about you? Everything good? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I guess just trying to, I don't know, not still, just still trying to, to, do the mask thing and stay away from larger groups and everything. Even though stuff's starting to open up, but it's like ah, we'll go we'll go in there for a minute and not fart around.
1: Right. Yeah. It's getting it's getting back to where it was before. I feel like we've gone backwards.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> it's uh. Hey, it just it just like this song, happy when I'm crying. <laughs> Except that these aren't happy tears. <laughs> Welcome to Season 5, Episode 9 of the Better Band Podcast, an all encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. I'm your host, Brandon Palomo. Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band podcast. I am Brandon the host and today we are talking about the Fan Club song Happy When I'm Crying with my guest Eddie Quintana. Hello Eddie. Hello Brandon, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. All right. So this is a song from the Fan Club single that came out in 1997 and on the flip side of it REM is on there with their song Live for Today.
1: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. It's really cool like I love both these bands, so h- having this is pretty is pretty rad. That's pretty that's that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I guess um when REM was recording their album New Adventures in Hi-Fi, uh, Ed came by the studio and played for them the last, the previous year's f- fan club single Olymp- Olympic platinum. And they're like, Oh wow, cool. Hey, let's do a fan club single together. And that's how this uh, came about. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Do, do you, um, do you have this uh, fan club single or any of the other ones?
1: I, I don't, I don't have, sadly, I don't collect vinyl, but I want to, and this would probably be one of the first ones I get because I love this song. Um, but yeah, I don't, ha- I don't, I don't physically own it.
0: Um, are you are you in the uh the the fan club the 10 club? I was for a couple of years and then I
1: haven't been. I just forgot to renew it one year no. and it's just slipped my mind ever since. But I think sometime this year I want to renew it and, and go ahead and do it.
0: Yeah, it's always nice when uh you know they let you know about tickets and stuff like that, and then you f- <laughs> forget about it because they don't go on tour for a long time and. <laughs> Right, and then you could be like every you could be like everybody else who complains about oh I got this f- the fan club and I don't get anything and blah blah blah. <laughs> okay, well then you know quit. It's like oh, I don't want to lose my number. Like well then quit complaining. <laughs> but I want to complain because they're not touring and I got a good number for, for seats.
1: Uh, they'll they'll email you about tickets and stuff, and then half the world will go into a global pandemic and everything will just stop.
0: Did you have any um did you have tickets for the tour
1: at all? I didn't. I was trying to budget out, maybe seeing if I could find someone to go with, either like me and my fiance or me and my dad, but with what we were planning for with our wedding, which was actually supposed to be this week that we're recording, um, and we just couldn't do it. But then Corona happened and we everybody where we were going for our wedding just was super super nice about it and we just rescheduled everything for a year so i told my fiance i said when they announce the next tour dates
0: we're going
1: (laughs) she's like okay that's fine
0: mentioning this i get kind of a sense of deja vu but uh the reality is what i see line uh they have that in push me pull me it's reality Which uh, I think when you, the people who had it and then listened to it, it's like, oh wow, hey, that line sounds familiar, that sounds cool. It's like, oh, they just mix it back in there. But this is a Jack Iron song, didn't mention that. Let's see, the, uh, the, there's Italian that starts the, um, I believe it's Italian that starts the, uh, the song.
1: È un per noi a Rem, un buon
0: and I'm not going to try to say that at all, <laughs> no, <laughs> especially I don't, since I don't blame you. it's, Especially since it's real fast. But uh the uh I believe the translation is it is a pleasure for us to wish you together with REM a good cucumber. <laughs> and a lot of places online say it's saying Merry Christmas. And I don't speak Italian, but even I know citrioli or citriolo is not uh it's not Christmas.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's not yeah, no.
0: Yeah, Christmas is Natale. <laughs>
1: That is weird.
0: Yeah. Navidad in Spanish. Oh yeah. So it's it's got that root in it. It's not going to be citrioli.
1: Yeah. No, that's yeah. I was about to say like Feliz Navidad is Merry Christmas in Spanish. So, and they're all romance languages, so yeah. they all have a lot in common. So yeah, it's not it's not a Merry Christmas. It's a happy cucumber. That's awesome. I love this band so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and, and, and as we're recording this it's it's uh just just this week on uh on June 14th is world cucumber day so hey me that's kind of a odd coincidence there yeah it
1: was like it was like perfect timing
0: yeah anyway this uh you say you really love this song mm-hmm I
1: did one of the um, I found it. I found it digging into Pro Jam when I first got into them, and then I found it again just the my last semester of college, and it just that senioritis really kicked in, and some tears were shed <laughs> trying to finish school. And so I just I, I really like the title. Um, it just fit for what I what kind of song I needed at the time, and it's a kick ass song if I do say so myself.
0: was the um the first uh fan club single that i got i guess i joined uh around that time before uh right before yield came out so i got this and i was like oh cool i finally get one and it was kind of it was like oh rem on the other side i do get two pearl jam songs it's kind of kind of a bummer but kind of not because like hey you know it's rem too so well, right okay nah, you know uh you win
1: some you lose some you take what you can get and yeah that's not that's not a horrible grab Pro Jam on one side, R.E.M. on the other side. That's
0: yeah. It's
1: better than nothing. Uh,
0: but then, and in, and in, in, in now in my quest, I I have uh, just recently I got uh, Olympic Platinum single and yep. And now I have all of them except for the first one, which I'm okay with not having I because uh, I think that's pretty expensive, and <laughs> uh, that's okay. I can I can I can deal without. That's awesome. You have
1: all of them. That's pretty. That's pretty rad.
0: Except for the the two that they haven't sent out yet.
1: Right, right. That's still, still, that's really rad. I'm trying to get into, like, collecting Pearl Jam memorabilia. I should have gotten the poster for the show I went to in 2016, in Tampa 2016, but I didn't. I got a shirt, though, so I'm still trying to see if I can find a cheap version of that poster.
0: Yeah, I think but the, yeah
1: that's Sorry, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, I, I have posters for most of them, and they just sit in a, a poster <laughs> tube. I haven't. It would be cool to like kind of like get frames and stuff and hang up and hang them up and everything like that. But then it's kind of like ah, but then I gotta have room on the walls and I guess I gotta have enough walls to to put stuff up and spend the money, however much it's gonna be on uh, on frames and stuff. And
1: right, right.
0: But it's still nice to have them, even though you know <laughs> I don't see them <laughs> at all or anything. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah,
1: no, no one's seeing them right now.
0: I guess it's uh, it's uh. The investment? I don't know. I, yeah, it's like, oh, uh, I'll just sell them and get rid of them. It's like, ah, but what if yeah. I? I well, but they're mine. What if, what if I win <laughs> I a pottery and I just have all this free time
1: and I can just buy Pro Jam things? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's why discogs is both a uh, a blessing and a curse. Right, exactly. <laughs> speaking speaking of a blessing and a curse, happy when I'm crying. Back to the song here. It's got absolutely a, so sorry, so sorry. <laughs> no, it's totally okay. It's a, it's got a lot of uh, contradictions sort of through the uh, through the song. Did I mention that Jack Irons wrote the music and the lyrics? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that he wrote it. Um, oh, okay. He, he he wrote the lyrics?
1: Yep. Hmm, that's interesting cuz like looking at the lyrics and listening to the song, I feel like the lyrics I feel like Stone could have wrote some of them, but then I also feel like Eddie could have wrote like mm-hmm. written, you know. And so having it come from Jack, that's
0: pretty cool. Yeah, it's um it's got a lot of rhyming and I think Eddie was, you know, had started doing rhyming and stuff like that in songs, but it wasn't I think as deliberate and super rhymey as it is in uh in this song which you know you hear it a couple times and it's easy to memorize it because of because of all the rhymes
1: right exactly but i think i don't know the the guitar riff i think in the beginning is super cool the other thing about the song is that if i didn't know it was recorded during yield i wouldn't have placed it during the yield sessions it just seems the way the music is written i just like it's very hard for me to pinpoint a specific era without knowing that it would have been in, in in the yield sessions.
0: Yeah, I think that um the super crunchy fuzzy guitar which is like an awesome sound that it really makes the song stick out. It's like they don't really have that sound in um in any of their songs. The uh the solo in uh Do the Evolution has a little bit of fuzz on it, but it's never not as near as uh, as extreme as in this song.
1: Right. I mean the closest song sonically and music not 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 musically but like sonically in the way that the song sounds would be do the evolution and it it is only for that solo part not even like for the rest of it like because do the evolution's guitar sound is very it's a clean distortion it's not like fuzz and crunchy it's a very like loud in your face clean distortion and so yeah it's just the way i mean I, i love this song and i love the music and all of that, but it's just like without knowing that this was recorded for Yield, no other song on on Yield would have sounds like this. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty that's pretty cool. Yeah, the the guitar riff is is awesome, and the and the guitar sound is awesome, and the solo is like a note <laughs> that just gets bent. It's like being bend. like uh, it's uh, I can't think of the word without messing up English. <laughs> It's being bent, and it just sounds—it's literally like a note, and that's it. And that's super awesome. Yeah, it's simple. I I love it.
0: Well, yeah, the kind of in the uh, the tradition of like uh, Neil Young, Cinnamon Girl with just a one note solo, but. I don't think he bends it. I think he just uh just hits it. <laughs> or whatever it is, however it goes. <laughs> There's not too much about this song lore and history wise. <laughs> right. That's at least easy to find. Like I said, like I know that um back in the day and stuff like that, they were talking about that. It's like, oh, this is like a merry cucumber or happy cucumber, but like a online like a lot of the uh the lyrics and stuff like that say you know merry christmas for some reason we're just like what? R- really like how are you like i i can you know google translate <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> will tell you <laughs> that it's not christmas and i mean this, the the internet exists now you know it was <laughs> you know not super huge when uh when this single came out but i don't know if it's still passed down being passed down from that but i know that even before the internet was huge, people were saying, it's like, oh yeah, it's Cucumber, it's funny. It's- we don't have to live
1: in a world where it's wrong. We can fix it and make it right. Yeah. yeah people get on
0: whatever lyric websites and stuff like that and change it. Yeah. Why don't I do that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll join you in that. Everybody join us. Make sure that the lyrics for Happy When I'm Crying are correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would be cool for them to bring this back
0: live, I feel like. Yeah. I don't. Uh, they haven't ever played it live, right?
1: Nope, it's never yeah. been played live. I think I think it would have. I think I think it would fit well in a set. I put it in one of my encores for one of the live on four legs, uh, fantasy set list drafts, and yeah, oh. I was like, you know what? I, I think I think I'm gonna do it. If they're gonna play Evil Little Goat, which is like a 45 second <laughs> song, they can play Happy When I'm Crying.
0: Yeah, and oh, that would just like blow everybody's mind because it's like, oh my gosh.
1: Can't believe they're playing this.
0: I don't think it'd be take too long to to learn how to do.
1: Yeah, no, it's it seems like an easy song. And then a lot of the hardcore fans would be like, Oh my gosh, happy when I'm crying, and like 95% of the room's like, I've never heard this song. Mm-hmm. Um it's also interesting to think since it was recording or since it was recorded during the yield sessions, do you take out red dot or untitled or whatever it is and put that there? Or do you leave yield how it is? You take out "Push Me, Pull Me" and put in this song. Do you do you leave this as a super rare for the collector?
0: What do you do? I don't know. I think they, I I think they they had this song and they you know saw how REM was enthusiastic about um, having a fan club single with them and they I guess we're anticipating them doing something else like Olympic Platinum and so they're kind of like ah you know we have this song and you know why don't we put that on that I think I think they probably like this song, but didn't think that it fit on it because they also had the, um, they also had Leatherman and you for B sides, uh, that could have been, you know, considered for the album possibly, mm-hmm. but they, you know, I, I would think they would put one of those on before they would put happy when I'm crying, I think, because they, it does have like kind of a quirky sort of feel to it, sort of like, um, uh, no way and pilot right. kind of herky jerky sort of sound that I think those, both of those songs have. So,
1: yeah, I, I, I totally like I was just thinking about that question. And I, I think I, we've come to the same thing is like, I just don't think it fits. And I think that you're right. Like with R.E.M. being involved, I think that they specific like deliberately picked this song to be the Christmas single. And so they didn't want to try to write another song or, you know, do something else with it. I think it was deliberate and by pro Jam to make this the Christmas single.
0: Yeah, because even though Push Me, Pull Me is sort of the, it's, you know, the weird track along with uh, with uh, Color Red, Red Dot, it's uh, it does, I don't know, it's super rockin', so. It is, I, think I love it,
1: Post, uh, yeah.
0: So I think that kind of like fits a little bit better than than this song would have. Right. Which, you know, Push Me, Pull Me could have been, you know, it's like, oh, you know, this is kind of a weird song that we could do for a, uh, a fan club single, but I think it's got an energy that fits real good on the album. And, um, you know, I it's, it's sort of, I, I would say that, mm-hmm. you know, Leatherman would probably be the the best um candidate for being put in on the album for, uh, for any B-sides and stuff.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think Leatherman would probably have been the next best song to be put on Yield as
0: well. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, one of those songs, uh, like I said, there's not like a whole bunch of, uh, facts and stuff about it and then it's also really lyrically kind of uh ah, well yeah it's uh th- those are the words and that's kind of it's like oh hey this then that that's the opposite thing how does that make sense or how does it go together as being a dichotomy or whatever and <laughs> right then the music is hey yeah it's pretty good pretty rocking nothing real <laughs> in depth sometimes yeah. there's just not much to say about uh Pearl Jam songs, except for it's like, oh, I really like this, man. They got to play it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I got to get it off my list. Play this song. I will also say that when they were doing their Christmas thing last year, mm-hmm. uh, releasing all those, I was really hoping that this and Olympic Platinum would be released, and both of them were not, and that made me disappointed.
0: Yeah. Did they... Did they um, It was just uh, putting them up online or something, or...
1: Yeah. They put them up on like all the streaming, like Spotify and yeah, Amazon yeah. music and Apple music and stuff. And like, it started out really cool because we got, you know, two Christmas songs, which makes sense. But then we got angel. Right. And then it just, after that, it was like, Oh cool. Falling down and Santa Cruz. But then like, we got love rain over me. And then we got two covers of, I believe in miracles and give me some truth. And it's like, you know, I'm trying to be a, a completist, a, a, perfectionist too. And you're releasing these songs and we don't have Olympic platinum and happy when I'm crying. And I'm trying to get all the Pearl jam songs on Spotify, please release them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, I don't know. Some of those, some of those ones, I think they had um, the digital versions of it or whatever already. So they all had, you know, they didn't have to, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. For the do whatever they had to do to get the, uh, their masters or whatever to, to digital instead of putting them on the vinyl or whatever, which is how, you know, most people have heard some of that stuff is just the mm-hmm. the vinyl rips that are floating around the internet or something they've done at home.
1: But yeah, I thought, I thought that they would just do it. And I'm not actually like genuinely mad at them or anything. It's just like, <laughs> come on guys. But then you can't always get what you want. So I'm still going to go see them in 2026, if it feels <laughs> like,
0: but. Yeah, well, you know, maybe. You never, you never know. I don't think they ever, have, uh, they've ever said it's like, Oh, we're never going to play this song for anything. Cause I mean, if they, if they have played evil little goat and that was just a little fooling around, you know, studio thing that they were messing around with and they just busted that out. I mean, almost anything can be fair game, right?
1: Yeah. Anything is fair game at this point.
0: Um, so yeah, I think we're, we're, we're good with this song, right?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think so. I, yeah, it's it's great. If you haven't given it a listen, give it a listen.
0: Well, uh, so, so to wrap up, uh, asking people what they think that uh, what people should do for others to sort of spread kindness or uh, share the light. What do you what, what do you think that uh, that people should do, Eddie?
1: So, I think to share the light, we should really try to sit down and really understand a person or people and why they do things instead of making judgments and preconceived notions about a particular person and the actions that they do really try to understand people and maybe their situation or something happened at work or something happened in life at home, really understand making sure that, you know, people are okay, you know, because you have to be that light so that people can, they have someone to go to somewhere to when they are feeling this way they can, you know, have, have that light to go to, you know, you share the light, you understand what people are doing. You understand what people are, are going through without not wanting to listen or not wanting to understand. So I think that's, that's what, that's what we could do. Yeah. Everybody's got problems and everybody needs someone to go to. And, and some people aren't good at being the person where people can go to for their problems, but everybody needs someone to go to for their problems.
0: Yeah. Well said. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, Eddie. Is there any, things to promote or anything or
1: um i can yeah i can shout out um
0: if not that's fine i mean that's 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 kind of why i started doing the the share the light yeah
1: no i yeah i can shout out um uh, follow me on twitter if you want to talk about pro jam it's uh at eddie q344 and then i actually released a new song on my own Little Spotify for Artists thing. Um, it's under the name Activation Energy. It's called Changes. Go ahead and it's a, it's on all the streaming services. Go ahead and give that a listen, and then I'll just also promote my band Dead Start. We haven't really done anything, but uh, my lead guitarist actually whipped together this uh, hodgepodge of a song he wrote, a song our drummer wrote, and then my new song Changes that I wrote, and put it all in one song, and released it under Dead Start. So. Uh, my Twitter, uh, at EddieQ344, Activation Energy, and Dead Start, wherever you listen to music.
0: Yeah, cool. Check that out. Thanks for thanks for coming on and talking to me about this uh, this song. And we both agree it's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: We, we do. We both agree. Thanks for having me on again. Really appreciate it. No, yeah, no
0: problem. The Better Band Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit CreativeCommons.org or email ListenUpReno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to The Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from BetterBandPod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BetterBandPod. I am on Twitter at Brandon P. B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you like the job I'm doing here, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Brandon P. And leave me a $3 tip. Or give me a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to tell your friends. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com. Or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, Eddie. And as always, this is Brandon saying, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Democracy simply doesn't work.